0: nerd talk dork talk real talk the coolest podcast ever the kenny ho show it's showtime now i don't know the meaning of life but this is what i live for Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. And I know I keep starting every single show this way, but seriously, how are we at the end of the week already? How are we at the weekend? Like, I literally blinked and a whole week flew by. It's incredible. Like when I was a kid, and I'm sure you felt this way too, but summers were long, right? And it was only two months off from school, but it felt like a lifetime Like when it got close to September, I was actually excited to get back to school. You know, hang out with my old friends, meet new ones, be in a different class. It was all very exciting. I was a kid. I was foolish. I didn't know it back then, but people suck. And at this point in the game, I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to deal with anybody. If I could live in a house up in the hills, I would do it. But I'm not really... Well I'm not really capable of anything. Like I can't grow food. If stuff broke, I guess it's staying broke because I can't fix it. So it's not really much of an option for me. I have to live in the city, poor, with very little upside. But my point is, summers used to be long. It used to feel like a lifetime. Now, entire years fly by like it's nothing. Like, this is my third summer since I graduated from school. I can't believe it. At this point, I believed I would have been in radio, maybe even in the mid-market three years in the game. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm out of the game. What you're listening to right now, and if you watch me on YouTube, that's probably as good as it gets, as close as it's going to get for me in the entertainment game. Hopefully, at some point with... Many more followers and listeners, but hey, you're listening and I appreciate that full show. Sure. But even though as the week flew by, like it was nothing and I get older and the windows of my dreams close a little bit more in general, wasn't a perfect week by any means, but it was a decent week. Why? Because I didn't go driving this week. That's right. I dragged my heels and didn't manage to book a, an appointment for this week. It's incredible. The owner of that place, he must be sleeping on piles of money with a brand new, you know, lady of the night every single night. Because if you don't book one of these appointments a week ahead of time, you're not getting in. Like I called the other day. I usually call the day or the day after I finish driving, depending on how shaken up I am. But I waited the weekend. I waited a couple of days. I think I called them on the Tuesday to try to get something for the Thursday and they were already all booked up. And I don't mean the same Thursday, I meant the following Thursday. They were booked up for a week and a half. It's unbelievable. But hey, I ain't complaining. I really don't give a crap to do this driving thing at this point. And I think the fact that I feel so much better that I don't have to do it, I think that's an indication because I've had it in my life. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And now I was inquiring, I called in. I was talking to the lady, very nice lady, very cheery and perky. And I was like, so uh, I've got a question for you. I don't think I'm going to finish these courses and take the driver's test. How much does it cost for additional driver's lessons? And she was just like, you need to think positive. Why don't I try to get you in a few days earlier? I'm like, lady, how the hell is that going to help me? Please do not book me in any sooner. I don't want to deal with this anytime soon. Now, if you remember a while back, I was really cheesed about these cats who's doing uh, construction over here. They've been doing construction over here for like the past two years. It's really crazy. They're still at it. I'm just rearranging my schedule a little bit to, to shoot, to record, whenever they're not working. But I made this call, you know, during business hours. I got no choice. So it was loud, so I couldn't really hear. Her. But I think what she told me is because I let her know I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So she can tell my confidence. She's like, "You're not confident about this, eh?" And I think what she said was, "We've had problems with this guy before, like the driving instructor. Why don't you let us know how you feel after this next lesson? Because I've got apparently I've got three more lessons left." Like I'm not going to throw the dude under the bus. Even after this next lesson, even if I'm not confident, even if she asks me, oh, is it because of the driving instructor? I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I'm not going to be like, this guy's a complete clown. It's all his fault. No, because as I said, at first I really liked him, but more recently he's been inconsistent. He's been telling me one thing in one lesson, and then when I do it in the next lesson, he's like, why are you doing that? So I could see why he is to blame, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus. But now that puts a monkey wrench in my plans even further. Do I buy more lessons with this guy? Is he the issue? Now, I'm not saying that he's purposely sabotaging me so I buy more lessons, hence he gets more money. Now, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, if he is doing that, he's a freaking genius. Way to go, buddy. I would do the same thing. Like, he's an older dude. This guy has to be at least in his 50s, if not his 60s. Like, black don't crack, and yet he's still cracking already. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in his 60s. At that point, and he's got kids, you ain't got nothing to lose. You might as well make as much money as you can, because he can't be making that much money. Because I looked at that calendar, and they basically have one course every month. And there couldn't have been more than 20 or 30 students in that class. And I went to this place because it came highly recommended by my buddy Mikey. Plus, the price point was right. I think it was like 600 bucks for in class and 10 driving lessons. So that's cut between a whole lot of people, those $600. They've got multiple driving instructors. They've got just the one guy teaching the in-class stuff, but then they've got two different secretaries. The owner needs his cut. So that, those $600 are being stretched every which way. So I wouldn't blame the guy for being like, if I can milk a couple extra lessons out of this unsure student, why not? Sure, it's a scumbag thing, but whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. And speaking of in-class lessons, did you ever do in-class lessons? are they just the most useless waste of time ever? Like I learned nothing. There are two things, there are two things over the span of six weeks that stayed with me. One was simply learning the rules of how four-way stop signs work. And two was this horrific drunk driver video where this babe from like Venezuela or something came, uh, well not came here, but went to the States to further her education, went to school, Made a lot of friends. Was at a party one night. Her friends were driving her home. And then, boom! Their car got hit by a drunk driver. Her friends died instantly. She didn't. Her legs were pinned under the dashboard or whatever. She caught fire. And it basically melted her face off. She's still not dead, even today. But I hate to be mean, because, you know, it's a horrible thing that happened. But she basically looks like a goblin now. No hair. No hair. No nose, pretty sure there's no lips or ears. She should have died that night. If not that night, let's say I wake up the next... Well, I don't think you would wake up the next morning. You wake up, you know, weeks down the line, and you ask the nurse, give me a mirror. And she hesitates, and you wonder what the hell's going on. Give me a mirror, miss. She goes, oh, I don't think you should. A MIRROR! And she hands over the mirror, and you look at yourself. It were me, I look in there. I'm like, ah! I'm slightly less attractive than usual. I would like the room to myself now, nurse. She steps out. Then I will simply smash that mirror and pull a Cutter Girl special. But this time I get the job done. I slice the wrists. Actually, I do it John Wick style. If you watch John Wick 2, that chick, just cuts it from the bottom of her wrist basically to the top of her elbow. And I put myself out of my misery is what I'm trying to get at. Because how do you live after that? Because that's not living. That's just surviving. And the quality of life... Like, let's let's not even look at anything other than... You know, because I'm shallow... Just being going from a hot babe... Going from like a 8 or a 9 out of 10... To a negative 500... I couldn't do it... I'm not strong enough... Like, on a good day, I'm like a 5 or a 6... It's enough of a struggle... I barely want to live as is... If I became a freaking legit ghoul... That's not happening... I'm killing myself... But yeah, no driving this week... Awesome... But you know what's not awesome... Yes, that, all right, and that, okay, and that, you got to stop listening stuff. You just got to let me do this. What I don't think is cool is the bullshit, nasty comments that people write hot girls on social media. And there's a lot of them out there, both the people who write the nasty comments and the hot girls on social media. And believe it or not, I got nothing against hot girls making a name for themselves and making a living in many cases on social media just because they're hot. I had no problem with that at all. I have a problem with useless, talentless, loud, annoying, obnoxious jabroni dudes who somehow have millions of subscribers on YouTube while I'm sitting here with 140 some odd and a podcast. Never mind a million. I'm not even close to a thousand. But that's not the point I'm trying to get at. That's one thing that bothers me. But we're talking about another. Like hot girls wearing next to nothing on Instagram. There's nothing wrong with that. As far as I'm concerned, they're not showing enough please do more. I beg you. And I'm sure that's not going to fall on deaf ears. I'm pretty sure the ones that are out there already are going to continue doing more. And there'll be new ones going up every single day. Why not? It's a viable way to get noticed, to get your name out there. And as I said, to make some money, at least get some free shit. And the fact that people are finding success is great because if they weren't, they wouldn't do it. People would stop. They wouldn't continue this wonderful trend. Like, positive reinforcement is very useful. Well, at least for me, like, depression's a bitch. It's very hard for me to find any motivation to do anything in my life. Like, for example, I posted a brand new uh, Warframe video the other day. There's a new Warframe DLC, The Chains of Haro, And I did the quest that recorded me playing the entire quest. I put the first part up. And for the first three days, as of now, I checked like 20 minutes ago, I got one view so for the past 72 hours i had zero views i was so excited to get this stuff up because i love the quest and i thought i did a good job you know making it interesting with my commentary and i was beating myself up because my schedule was tight this week i couldn't get the second part up but after seeing zero views for three days right now i could tell you i couldn't give a rat's ass less about doing another one i'll put up the video but when I'm good and ready to do it. And sure, people will be like, oh, you have the wrong attitude. Yeah, but when I did have a right attitude, I feel like I got screwed over a lot. And I've actually had the most success in my life with the poor attitude. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. But as I'm getting off topic. As I was saying, I I really can't stand people making shitty, unnecessary comments. Well, in in any facet of life, because I'm sure you've run into it, I've run into it. But especially on the internet, ...to sexy Instagram girls. Like, I'm sure you've seen it before. It's these jealous, usually ugly in some way, shape, or form chicks... You know, sometimes it's these, like, radical fem-Nazis. And before I get some angry letters, oh, it's not all women, no, it's not all women. It's some dudes, some douchebag white knights who think they know what's best for everybody, getting involved, getting in on this bullshit action as well. And they go on there and they basically body and slew shame. It's ridiculous. We live in a day and age where you can't go online and call someone fat but it's perfectly acceptable to go on there and give someone who actually put in the time to get themselves fit and beautiful a hard time about that too. That's horse shit. Like people need to learn to mind their own goddamn business. If somebody is doing something that's not hurting you or anybody or anything and it makes them happy, just stay the hell out of it. You don't need to encourage it, but you definitely don't need to denounce it either. And if you just have, you can't do it, you can't keep your mouth shut, you can't stay off the keyboard, you can't go a day without flexing your keyboard muscles, well then point your aggression and anger at a useful cause, at something that needs to be fought against. Not some sexy broad in a string bikini, you know, giving guys like me a reason to live another day. You know, I have a, I wouldn't say we're friends, we're Facebook friends, but you know, a girl I knew, Abby, she's vegan- And she's a hardcore animal rights activist. And she goes out there to the slaughterhouses and she protests them. She stands up for animals who can't stick up for themselves. And she does that, I don't know about every single day, but it seems like every day, at least every week, she's out there fighting a fight that, as far as I'm concerned, is a worthy cause. That's something I can get behind and even put money behind if that's what it takes. But, of course, these these trolls, they'll never do it. Because they don't really care. They're just shitty people who need to take someone else down to make themselves feel better. Or they're just misguided. And thinking, you know, taking down the hot girl on the Instagram page is what needs to happen. And I can tell you, it's not what needs to happen. Not on so many levels, but you know what? I'm not going to get into all of them. Because I don't really care to sound like a white knight either. And besides, I, you know, I don't want this show running like two hours long. All I know is... I've seen girls, well, there's one girl who, I don't even know how, I think she popped up on my Facebook as a, oh, person you might know. I didn't, but in the photo, she had big bazooms, so I'm like, let me, I'd like to get to know her, so let me click on that. And you know, I found her Instagram, and holy crap, this girl, I think she was like 21. She had blonde hair, but I don't think she was a natural blonde, but it worked for her. And she had a pair of big ol' fake boobies. Boy, does she flaunt it. Like, it wasn't just the bikini pics. It was, like, this girl was buying tops that were extremely revealing of the guns, of the bazooms. I think she was, she was a waitress, and she was gaining some kind of worldwide following on Instagram. But with that, she was also getting destroyed. People were going on her Instagram, talking smack, going on her Tumblr, talking smack. They even went on gossip sites, like internationally read gossip sites to tear down this little Canadian girl. And I remember reading one of her posts and it was actually getting to her. She's like, I'm a good person. Like, I don't deserve this. I'm just trying to live my life. And, you know, there are some supporters, but also some detractors. But at some point, soon after that, I guess it became too much for her. And she took down the Instagram. She took down the Tumblr. She took it all down. It was a rough day. It was a day of mourning. It's as if not one, but two puppies were put down. The puppies are her boobs. If, if you didn't understand that. Yep, the Trolls won a big battle that day. They've deprived thousands upon thousands of lonely men the privilege to have a look at this beautiful woman and her God-given, or maybe not God-given in this case, surgical, Dr. Weinstein-given gifts, if you will, all in the name of some misguided cause. Because if it's a feminist thing, like, you know, we're sticking up for women. She's setting women back a century. Like, I don't believe that's the case, ma'am. Because as I said, Instagram has become a way to make money. It's a career. And even though some of these people don't think, don't agree with this type of career, it's a career. Women a century ago weren't allowed to work. So I don't believe this woman is setting women back back into the the dark ages there. In fact, she's moving this feminist movement forward, granted, with her boobs. But this is exactly what people have been fighting for for years and years and years, so that everybody has the freedom to do whatever the hell they want. Slew shaming and, you know, human sexuality shaming, that's the backwards bullshit. That's setting society back to the days when, like, the church ran the state. Girl wants to show me as much skin as Instagram will allow them to. Who are you to say they can't? And personally, I had one of these girls follow me on Twitter, and it's one of the best moments of my life. (laughs) Her name's Charlotte, Canadian girl, seems sweet, and unlike a lot of these Instagram girls, she's actually got some discernible talent. She can play guitar and ukulele. She does covers on YouTube, so she sings and such. And her YouTube channel has a wide array of different types of content. For me, I would say, you know, I wouldn't agree with, you know, kind of the mixed bag approach where she's doing song covers, she's doing vlogs, she's doing, you know, just fashion hauls. And there's even an episode where she's teaching people how to do the perfect squat. So basically, her life is her brand. I don't want to be these douchebags that say she can't do that. I'm just saying if I ran a consultant company, I would be like, you probably want to streamline a bit more. You know, I think this is more of a second channel. Have something that you're known for and then have this other channel that's just about you, just about your life. But I'm wasting your time here because I'm not a consultant. So back on point, speaking of that that perfect lunge video, uh, that perfect squad video, I love that video. As this girl Charlotte. She's in the bootiest of booty shorts and she's out in a field and she's doing squats. And at one point, the camera goes from, you know, long shot to at, it's at her feet now and it's pointed up. So it's basically shooting right up at her ass. Yes, I understand the point of the video was supposed to teach me how to do a perfect squat. And from that angle, let's just say at the end of the day, I still don't know how to do a perfect squat, but it doesn't matter because I love that angle. And show me a nice tush from an angle that I've never ever seen on YouTube before. I know there's dark parts of YouTube, but I try to stay away from those. And of course, on that same video, you go through the comments and you have some chick. Again, probably one who doesn't have a channel or Twitter account full of dudes. Who, I mean, some are creepy and too much. But in general, you know, she doesn't have an account where there's a bunch of guys Who look at her and is interested, not just because they're dogs, but because she's legitimately attractive. All I'm saying is people need to learn to mind their own goddamn business. Another thing that's been annoying me as of late, do you watch wrestling? Have you ever watched wrestling? I don't usually watch wrestling, but on my YouTube channel, The Kenny Ho Gaming Show... It's the WWE 2K videos that are keeping my channel alive. I'm pretty certain at least 90% of subscribers that I have are subscribed because I have WWE content on there. So I have to keep up to a certain extent, at least kind of recognize the players. But there is one storyline and a pair of wrestlers I am super interested in. And that's Matt Hardy and his brother Jeff. Or in this case, for the purpose of this story, Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. If you don't know what it is and you're interested, have a look on YouTube. Because they have a bunch of videos that they did with Impact Wrestling, TNA Wrestling, where they play these two characters, Brogan Matt and Brother Nero. And at first, you'll be like, what the hell did I just watch? That's so weird. Kenny, why did you send me to this site? Why, why am I watching this bullcrap? But then if you have the same reaction as I did, you'll leave the computer. You'll go to work. You'll go outside. You know, you'll go for dinner. Go for a movie. Whatever. And... And at some point during your outing, you're not going to be watching that movie. You're not going to really enjoy the meal. You're not really going to be paying attention at work. Hopefully, you don't have a high-risk job where if you don't pay attention, you or somebody will die from it. But at some point, you're going to be like, I need to go home and watch Broken Mad again. And after you watch it again, you're going to go through another video. You're going to go through another one after that and another and another and another until you are done all the videos and you're like... Holy crap, this broken brilliance thing really is brilliant. Because it's nutty and fun and kooky, but very, very charming and very, very addictive. Like, if you know anything about wrestling, like throughout the 80s and 90s, everybody kind of talked with macho bravado, and it worked back then. I don't know if guys were more charismatic or the standards were lower back then, but anyone who talks like that now is more or less going to be somebody who really sucks on Mike. Because after living through an era where you had people like Stone Cold... The Rock, and more recently, guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, who basically talk like themselves, have tons of personality. All that other stuff is just boring. And now, along comes Broken Matt, who's putting on a voice, who's putting on something, but it's not that bullshit bravado. Which, you know, to be fair, is brought on... A lot of the times, by the roids those guys are using, Matt Hardy doesn't have that issue. And what he's doing, you know, he puts on an accent and does a bunch of weird but wonderful inflections. It's amazing. People love it. I love it. People are taken to it. But then all that stopped when these guys jump ship from the dying TNA now called GFW back to WWE. This was, uh, I think, in March. WrestleMania is in March. And they came back for WrestleMania. So, three four months ago at this point. And they got barred from continuing to use those gimmicks. It's completely unbelievable. I don't remember the last time a wrestler was barred from using a gimmick. Like, when WCW was a thing, people were jumping ship left, right, and center. And not once... Did I ever hear that WCW or WWE was barring these guys from using the gimmick? That I'm pretty sure they had a hand in, if not completely developing and creating. Now The guys who used to run WWF and uh, WCW, they're not good guys. They're not honorable men. But even they weren't being bitches about it and shutting down another man's livelihood. They knew damn well that if they couldn't give the money or the push that these guys wanted there's a different company they could do it with and for the most part they let them go and do that without any hindrance so why after all these years this dying company would pull this it's just ludicrous like tna ran out of money so gfw bought them but it's basically the same company it's basically the same product it's only a matter of time before they they go belly up as well so why don't you instead of being known for the back ends of your days being just a miserable shitty organization go out classy be like you know what we've taken this gimmick as far as we can not a lot of people tune into this program. You know what? We're happy for you that you're going to the big show and you're going to make more money. Take the gimmick with you and make it an even bigger thing. And we can say at the end of the day, we came up with that. Why not that? Because people are petty. And if they're rich, nutty, selfish, and eccentric. Like this GFW guy, this, this rich Texan looking type of guy. I'm not going to bother naming him. He's not worth it. He's going on Sports Illustrated and spouting complete nonsense. You know, before I get into that, let me explain that what did happen was Matt Hardy actually tried to buy the IP from them, tried to buy this intellectual property that I'm pretty certain he had a really big hand in creating and GFW wanted... Ten to fifteen thousand dollars for it, and the Hardy camp said, "Yeah, of course. Ten 000, fifteen grand, have it. Let's put this to an end. Let's move on with our lives. That would have been lovely, right?" But no, of course, GFW rescinded the offer and went in with a different offer. They still wanted the ten 000, fifteen grand, but now they also wanted fifty percent of all future earnings from the Broken Hardy gimmick, and also fifty percent of all of Jeff Hardy's music. And Art Profits. How does that work? That's like like back in the day when Colonel Sanders moved on from KFC and opened up his own chicken place, which he did. And having KFC tell him, nah, you can't do that, which they actually did. But what didn't happen was he didn't go in and negotiate with them. And the two sides didn't agree to, yeah, we're going to take this cash up front but we also want 50% of the chicken profits. And Colonel Sandra will be like, you know what? Yes, sir, that sounds like a good deal to me. Cause at the new Colonel's fried chicken, it's not just gonna be chicken. We're also gonna offer a fantastic steak frites. And I've hired a bunch of culinary geniuses and we're gonna expand the line. And KFC hears this and they're like, you know what? We also want 50% of that. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You had no hand in creating that stuff. You have no rights to having any of the dividends from it. And that's exactly what this GFW guy is doing. I can understand them wanting a piece of the broken gimmick moving forward. I still wouldn't agree to it. But at least that much you can argue, you know, they cre- they help create it. But when you're like, now nah, I want stuff we have nothing to do with. And that's just complete bullcrap. That's just not negotiating in good faith. Which he claims he's doing. And he's trying to make the Hardys look like the bad guys. He's like, you know, we gave it our best shot. We gave them our best offer. We gave them a fair offer. And they said no. Well, that's it. Well, I can't do anything more about it. But that's ridiculous. That's not a good offer. That's not a fair offer at all. That's called a sucker offer. It's one of those situations when somebody's being petty and backhanded and they're you know what here is an offer. We don't expect you to take it. We in fact we don't want you to take it. We want to we want it so everybody loses in this. But if you do take it, well then you're a sucker. So hopefully at some point the Hardys get their broken gimmicks back. That'd be really fun to watch on a huge program like WWE Raw. And hopefully by this time next year gfw's out of business and this clown who runs gfw will be working at kfc asking me if i want my chicken to be crispy or original recipe all right that's it that's the old kenny ho show for another week thank you for listening all right get through what you got to get through this week grind it out and we'll talk again probably around this time next week until then Tiffany Alvord, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!